You know, we've been in a series, and the series has been all about how to deal with our extreme emotions. We've talked about what do we do with our emotions when our emotions are overwhelming us, when our feelings are are just overwhelming us. And so, we've said that there are two ways that we can deal with it. One is that we could do the religious way of dealing with our emotions, which is to stuff our feelings. We stuff our feelings, we try not to feel, we act like it's not there, we pretend not to feel it, and and that's how we deal with it. But there's also an irreligious way of dealing with it. And that's just venting. And we think that if we just vent and we feel better in the moment, then we've really dealt with the emotion. That's not true either. It's something different. There's a third way. So we don't just stuff our emotions. Certainly not. That'll bring about a sickness of the body even. Ulcers. Sleeplessness. And we don't just vent because that'll bring about a false sense of healing that won't really help us get anywhere. There's a third way. We've been talking about this series about praying our emotions. Now, on a day like today, Mother's Day, I'm well aware that we have people who are all over the spectrum. We have those of you here who are new moms, and life is just exciting. You're a new mom, you have your new baby, uh, you're experiencing Mom's Day, you know, you're looking forward to be pampered today. It's a new and wonderful experience. Your mom is going to, and now you're seeing like generations of moms, like your mom and your mom now, and it's just wonderful, and that's fantastic. I love how you're experiencing today. And we celebrate that. And that's true and good and right. And then there are others of you. Those of you who uh, lost your moms. And she's no longer here for you to celebrate her. And so today is like a bittersweet, um, it's a bittersweet reminder of that loss. And so there's a different set of emotions for you. And then... There's another group of you. You didn't lose your mom. You lost your kid. As I think about the Ramos family and all they're going through, I can't help but have thought about that a lot this week. Where Mother's Day is not a joy so much, but a reminder of what you've lost. So, as we experience this Mother's Day, as we talk about what Jesus would have us know on this Mother's Day, I want you to know that you have permission to grieve, to feel pain, even to be elated and overjoyed. You have, ex- you have permission to feel all the spectrum of emotions because that's the point that we've been trying to make throughout the series, that we pray our emotions to Jesus. Today, we're going to talk about praying the gospel. 
Now, this is so important, and I'm grateful that God let this week, this topic land on this week. Because this is how we get through the difficulties of life. This is for every moment of life. Are you mourning? You're going to pray the gospel into your heart. Are you celebrating and rejoicing? You're going to pray the gospel into your heart. Are you somewhere in the middle? You're going to pray the gospel. This is the solution to every moment and every day. This is what we're going to read today is the solution to uh, getting through even the most difficult of circumstances. So we look into God's word. We're looking at Psalm 103. And God wants us to know something. God wants us to experience something. He doesn't want us to forget this very lesson that he's teaching. And so, if you stand with me, we'll read together. I'll read verses 1 through 12, and then we'll all read verses 13 through 18. Is that okay? All right. Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with the love, with love and compassion? Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Someone say hallelujah at that point. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Now let's read this together, verse 13 through 18. One, two, three. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it, and it gone, and its place remembers it no more. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him, and his righteousness with their children's children, with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. This is God's word. Have a seat. Now, okay, so this is, I, I have a difficult task today. Today is Mother's Day, and it's a celebratory thing. We want to. But we're also, as a church family, mourning deeply and, and deeply wounded for the Ramos family. And so this is true for every moment of life, but if you hear me talk about mourning and loss and, 
the like, then you'll understand where this is coming from. So in every moment of life, you and I need a ballast, something that, that balances us to get through the great moments of life and the painful moments of life. If you go through the great moments of life and you don't have this ballast, you'll, be, you'll threaten uh, to, to get proud and be puffed up and you know, think more of yourself than you ought, which might bring about a great fall. If you find yourself utterly undone during the difficult moments of life, then what you'll do is you'll, you'll be depressed and discouraged and you won't know how to get through. This scripture teaches us how to get through every moment of life. Here we find the solution to every temptation, every difficulty, every heartache. Every, that's, a, that's a big promise, is it not? It's found right here. Here's what he says in verse 2. I'll read verse 1 because it, it only... Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and here it is. Forget not all his benefits. Pause. This is the secret to having balance in life. This is the secret. This is the moment where you find where you have strength in the difficulties and you're grounded during the really rejoic, uh, rejoicing times. This is it. And it's basically this. Remember. Remember. Don't forget. Don't forget. Now, you go, well, honestly, Ed, how is that going to help me during difficult times? We just talked about a family losing a loved one. We just talked, how is that going to get? Well, here's the problem. The problem is when I say remember or don't forget, you think, oh, you mean keep in your cognitive, like your, your, your frontal cortex, like have it in the front part of your brain, right? Remember, oh, yeah, don't forget the milk. Yeah, I won't forget. You know, don't forget to come home before 7. Oh, I won't forget. It's, it's recalling a memory. But when the Bible speaks about remember, when the Bible speaks about don't forget, it's talking about something more powerful than just mental recognition. It's talking about something that will change your life. What the Bible talks about remembering or not forgetting. The Bible is speaking of what influences you and what changes the course of your decision making. So I'll give you an example. You know, in the scriptures, the Bible says that God says, I will remember your sins no more, right? I'll throw your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. I'll remember your sins no more. Now, is God saying that like, oh, man, oh, you, um, 1986, what was that you did? Um, God is not doing that. It's that he's not letting your sin dictate his response. And when we remember, we allow who God is and his gospel to influence our actions. Let me put it another way. Has anybody here, and just raise your hand if you've done this. There's only going to be like one or two of you. 
but raise your hand if you've ever struggled with the sin that you wanted to stop but didn't stop. Raise your hand. Yeah, like one or two of us, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's the deal. If you're anything like me, now I haven't done a survey or anything like that, but if you're anything like me, right after you commit a sin that you know you don't want to commit, right after you're done with it, you go what? You say, this is what I say, I will never do that again. Have you ever done that? Yeah, like I will never, for as long as I live, I will never do that again. And then, and then two weeks pass by. And the phone goes off. Or you walk by the thing. Or you experience that, oh, wait. What do you do? You go back. You know why? Not because you didn't, you, you, you had amnesia, but still you didn't remember. The pain of acting out wasn't influencing your decisions. You didn't remember. You could recall, but you couldn't remember. The Bible, when it speaks about remembering, it means that it influences your actions. It influences how you feel. It influences how you behave. Why is this important? This is important because if we don't remember in the definition that I just, I'm not talking about recalling, I'm talking about remembering. If we don't remember, then what will happen is, is we'll find ourselves going back to sins that we never, never wanted to go back to. And when we experience mourning, like some of us are experiencing, we get lost. What I mean by get lost is like we literally leave the faith. We leave the church. We leave God. We leave everything. Because that's all Satan wants to do. Satan wants to separate you from the only one who could make sense of it all. So I want you to remember. So here, to, today's big idea, it's, it's as memorable as I can make it, okay? We're going to go through how to do this, but I want you to say it with me three times. I'll tell you what it is, and then I want you to say it. I'll explain it a little more, and then we'll talk about how to do it throughout the text. And here it is. Don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. Don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. We're going to say that together three times, okay? Don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. We're going to do it two more times. Don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. One more time. Don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light because there is a lesson that God is teaching. There is a, a, a grounding that God is doing. There is a balancing that God is making. And if you forget, in other words, not that you can't recall, but if you forget, if it stops guiding you and directing you, you will fall back. You will fall back. Forget, oh my soul. Forget not his benefits. Forget not all he's done. Now what's interesting in NIV, they rightly do this. What they do is right after this um, verse, 
they put a dash. Everybody see that on your, if you haven't, it's, it's in your thing. It's, it says this, praise the Lord, my soul, forget not all his benefits, dash. Praise the Lord, all my soul, forget not all his benefits, dash. The reason that they put that dash there is because the very rest, the next 22 verses, of which we're only going to look at 18, the next 22 verses, they're only going to illustrate that point. This is the big idea. Don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. Don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. Don't forget in the dark. What, am I, what do I mean? Because I'm using poetic language. The dark could be those times of woe, difficulty, mourning, loss, what you might be experiencing at this very moment. Perhaps you're a mom here and you're remembering, maybe you're remembering the loss of your child or perhaps even the fact that you might have been a, an absentee mom or a bad mom. Or maybe you're a mom who had an abortion and you recall that and you just feel terrible. I don't know. But there is something that God wants us to rehearse. There is something that God wants us to remember. There is something that God wants to do in our souls to help us for the inevitable times that will come. Because I want you to know, listen to me, in a hundred years from now, nobody will remember that we were ever on this earth. And just a hundred years from now, from the kids in the um, nursery to us, it's just, Listen to me. Listen to me. That means pain is going to come. Death is going to happen. Awful suffering is going to be experienced by us all. How do we respond? Well, first of all, we got to remember this lesson that the psalmist is teaching us. Don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. So, but how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you not forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. Well, there's so much in this text. We're only going to pull out three, three principles, three, um, three guiding lights through this. The first one that I want you to, the first one that I want you to write down, if you're writing this down, is remember God's benefits. Remember God's benefits. Remember God's benefits. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Two through six, let's look at that. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. Let's think about that for a second. Think about that for a second. These are the benefits that come to a life that has been forgiven. A life that has experienced the gospel of Jesus Christ. Think about this for a second. Remember God's benefits. Do you feel guilty? Are you walking around with shame? Do you, are you saddled with the things that you've done in the past? Are you burdened by that? Don't forget 
he forgives all of your sins. Someone say all. all. Now, this Hebrew word all is very interesting. It's very, very interesting. Because in the original language, you know that the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and the New Testament was written in Greek. Uh, Old Testament is written in Hebrew and Aramaic. New Testament is written in Greek. This Hebrew word is very powerful. When it says, who forgives all your sins, do you know what that Hebrew word means? All? It means all. Everyone. All. You know what all means? All means all. That's all all means, every time. See, what we do is we look at that and we say, who forgives all your sins? And he goes, yeah, he forgives all of those, except, I mean, not really this one. No, 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 no. Forget not all his benefits. He forgives all your sins. Now, I'm talking to Christians at this point. If you don't know Christ, then none of your sins are forgiven. And I implore you, to run to Jesus and experience the forgiveness. Experience the ridding of shame. Experience the relieving of a burden that only just, you go, you don't understand. You don't know what I've done. You don't understand. You don't know what God's done for you. God has forgiven grimy stuff. Remember God's benefits, but it doesn't stop there. It goes on. All your sins and heals all your diseases. Listen, are you sick? Are, are, are you burdened with unhealth? Here, listen to me. This is... <laughs> okay. I'm going to... You're going to watch a pastor punch somebody in the face today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, okay, okay. <laughs> forgives all your sins, right, the thoughts that I was thinking, right. Okay, forgives all your sins. Okay, see, I'm experiencing the message right now. This works immediately. Forgives all of your sins and heals all of your diseases. This is huge. Heals all of your diseases. Now, here's the thing. If you are a Christian, somebody say, if you're a Christian. If you're a Christian. Somebody say, if I'm a Christian. If I'm a Christian. If I'm a Christian, every illness, every sickness, every one of them miraculously healed. You go, wait, I know something. As soon as I say that, you have an objection. You go, hold on. I know Christians. And they didn't die. <laughs> hey, let's keep it off. Let's keep it off. I think this is sexy. All right, we're going to keep it off. All right. Listen, come back, come back, come back. You go, I know of Christians. I know of Christians who have, and they didn't die. Listen, they didn't die of joy. They died of cancer. Or they died of diabetes, or they died of, you know, something else. So how can you say every Christian heals all of your sickness? Listen, look at me. Every sin is, um, every disease is healed. Because this is not all there is. All you're experiencing 
is not all there is. This is an important point to make, especially when we're mourning the loss of a loved one. Ryan, I've known since birth, he he started to go in a direction that was destructive to his body and to his family and all that other stuff. And it's something we can't ignore. But Ryan proves that grace is not for those who give effort, but for those who have been bestowed upon. Grace is not given to me because I'm a good person. Grace is given to me because God's good. So when we see and we start weeping for Ryan, we're, we're reminded, oh, wait, this is not all there is. There's hope to be able to see him again. There's hope to be able to talk to him again. There's hope for him to experience fullness in life without pursuing things that would destroy his life. And some of you, you're sick, and you need to remember the benefits. This body is not, listen, one day, one day, I'm going to have a body that can eat as many cheesecakes as I like. <laughs> one day, I'm going to have a body that can jump and dance salsa and all sorts of wonderful things that I want my body to do now. Listen to me. Would you not forget that benefit? But wait, I'm sick, and I feel down, and the doctor just gives me bad news. Forget not all his benefits. Don't forget in the dark what he's taught you in the light. And don't forget when you feel guilty that he provides salvation for, or forgiveness for your sins. And don't forget that when your body's racked with suffering and pain and illness, he forgives. And he heals. And your healing is coming. Maybe not here, but it's coming. Now, as we remember this, I want to, I want to take a moment, because I just said something that make, may, may make you want to put your hope in an outcome rather than in Jesus. Our joy, let me tell you something, people lose their faith all the time because their faith is not in Jesus. Their faith is in their preferred outcome. Oh, God, I believe, I believe that God is going to heal my body. To which, that's absolutely true. But if you mean heal your body on this side of eternity, you might be wrong. And so we go, no, 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 no. I believe that no matter what happens to my body, Jesus will never depart from me. That whether this body sees death and decay or this body sees another day of life, Jesus will be with me every step of the way. That's where our faith lies. He forgives our sins. Are you filled with shame and guilt? He forgives. Are you filled with sickness and unhealth? He heals. Who redeems your life from the pit? Are you scared about death? He resurrects. He redeems. I mean, like redeems, like calls back to himself again. Remember, like if you, if you went to a porn broker and you said, hey, I need a few extra bucks, and you gave him and he gave you $100 and that helped you to pay for whatever bill you needed to pay for, and then next month you come back and you give him the 100 back and what do you do? You redeem. 
what was lost. Beloved, God will redeem you from the pit. The grave isn't the final destination. Jesus is. Jesus is. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Are you feeling unloved and alone? Are you worried that no one is going to care for you as you grow older? Listen, Jesus crowns you with love. When you feel like, don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. Don't forget that Jesus, he crowns you with love. But nobody loves me. Nobody cares for me. Everybody has turned their back on me. But there's one. There's one who hasn't turned his back on me. The one who loves closer than the love of a brother. There's one who's with me and closer to me than my shirt. His name is Jesus. And don't you forget that in the dark. Because in the dark, Satan will tempt you to go, you see, nobody's around. Nobody loves you. Nobody cares. Ah! There's one. There's one who proved it by, by literally going to the cross and dying for me so that he could be with me forever. Love and compassion. Are you looking for compassion sometimes? Just when will somebody ever understand me? Moms, that's for you. He fills you with compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things. Are you feeling tempted? Did you know? Did you know that God will satisfy your desires in ways that you cannot possibly imagine? In ways that your sin could never, ever fulfill. God satisfies your desires. I've heard people say things like, you know, single people say, well, I have physical needs. And I go, Jesus can meet those even the physical needs, and they don't believe me. And then at one point, the light bulb goes off, and they go, why didn't I do this sooner? Why wasn't I just resting in Christ rather than running to lust? Oh, beloved, if you're running to lust, you've forgotten. You've forgotten, but don't forget in the dark what God's teaching you in the light. He satisfies your desires with good things so that Your youth is renewed like eagles. Are you feeling worn down? Are you feeling exhausted? God will renew you like the eagle's wings. Have you ever seen an eagle fly? I mean, those, I mean, literally, it's just like they pull their their wings out and they just stay like forever and they just glide on the ground. It's like that. God will renew you like that. The, The eagle really can't. Um, take credit for it because it's the wind under his wings that keeps him up. And it, for the Christian, you can't, you can't take credit for being up because it's God's spirit, his wind, his pneuma, who keeps you afloat and strengthened and encouraged. Do you see how this is different than religion and just going, come on, don't be depressed. Come on, don't be sad. Come on, don't feel sad that you're sick. Come on, don't be tempted. Don't fall into that temptation. It's not religion where you just try to convince yourself to try harder and do better. You don't try harder and you don't do better. That's not the point. The point is, is that Jesus reminds us that in all the things that we're looking for, we find satisfaction in him. And if we remember that, then it'll influence the way we behave, where we turn to. First thing we do is remember God's benefits. Somebody say, remember God's benefits. benefits. Second thing we do is we rehearse the gospel. Yeah, let's say that together. 
rehearse the gospel. So first we remember God's benefits, then we rehearse the gospel. Let's look at verses 10 through 12. 10 through 12. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Would you just look up at me before I read the rest of this? Aren't you glad? Aren't you just really glad that he doesn't, like, I tell you, those people who, like, want fairness from God, they simply have no idea who God is. He goes, no, 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 I just want to be treated fair. I'm going I'm to work on it. And, no, 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 you don't understand. You and I, we are wretched in ourselves. I know that's shocking. If you're here for the first time, and there's a bunch of you here for the first time, we love you. We're grateful that you're here. But listen to me. We in the Christian community are not good people. In fact, the very Bible that you re- you're reading is telling you that right now. This is the second time we're reading where he forgives our sins. You know why God has to say he forgives our sins so much? Because we're really sinners. Like, no kidding, really bad. Like, awful, terrible. Like, even when you don't sin and when you go, oh, but I don't sin. Listen, there are sins of commission, the sins that you act upon, and then sins of omission. You know, so the sins of commission are the wrong things you should avoid, and the sins of omission are the sins, the good the good things that you should do that you don't wind up doing. It's when God goes, go feed that person. And you're like, nah, God, I got to make my appointment or whatever. It's those sins as well. And so we, we need this forgiveness. And it isn't until we see how God gave us this forgiveness. Because God has given us a forgiveness and it's free to us, but it was a high price to him. And unless we see that, that's why we have to rehearse the gospel, rehearse the gospel, rehearse the gospel. Here's the deal. You and I are separated from God because of sin. Because we are separated from God, we can have no intimacy with him unless we pay our debt or our debt is paid by someone else. Unless we pay our debt or our debt is paid by someone else. So for instance, if I travel down a highway at uh, 80 miles an hour at a 65 uh, mile an hour highway, what I'm going to discover is that there's going to be a penalty to that law breaking. There's going to be a penalty. Here's the ticket. You have to pay this. If you don't pay this, now they'll put you in jail. If you don't pay it, they'll not only impound your car, it gets crazy. I, I literally, and I, I have friends that I'm thinking about in my mind who have literally spent nights in prison because they had multiple tickets. It's insane, right? But now watch this. There's two options that you have. (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm thinking of the friend right now. Okay, so there's two options that you have. One is pay the ticket. Two, try to get off from paying the ticket. Or there's a third one. Have someone else pay the ticket. Like if you're going to get free from the ticket, ignoring it will do you no good. One, pay the ticket. Two, try to get off. Three, have someone else pay the ticket. Well, when it comes to our sin debt, we only have the third option. Because the sin is so great, the debt is so great, we couldn't pay it if we tried. It's, it, would be like, it would be like you murdering my son and then going, I, 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 I've seen the light. What can I do? What can I do to repay you? There's no repayment. Sorry. I mean, like I forgive you, but you can't repay it. The debt is too great. It's like, you know, you can't give me my son back. Oh, you can't do that? Oh, okay, you can't repay. 
Well, it's the same thing with our sin. And so we rehearse the gospel because someone paid for our sin. And it was Jesus. You see, those people who walk around and go, you know, my God doesn't judge because he's just loving. He's just loving. Your God is not as loving as the Christian God. Because the, the question that I would ask you, oh, your God, what did it cost your God to love you? What did it cost your God to love you? If it costs your God nothing to love you, then his love is not that deep. I mean, that's, everybody knows that love costs. You only got to be married for more than a year to know that. <laughs> love costs. Am I lying? Right? Love, there, there's a sacrifice to love. There's a, there's a, there's a you, right? When you're offended by your spouse, you have to absorb that love. It, it costs to love. Well, here's what it costs our God to love us. All of his blood his life, died on a cruel cross because he'd rather die than be separated from you forever. This is encouraging news. We have to rehearse the gospel. We have to go, if Jesus did all of that for me, then why, what is it that I'm afraid of? What is it that I'm concerned about? Why is it that I cannot go on from this circumstance? If he did all of that, would he not be with me? Will he not love me? Will he not take me all the way home with freedom and joy and faithfulness to Jesus. Don't forget in the dark what God has taught you in the light. Rehearse the gospel. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions. Are you getting that? As high as the heavens is from the earth. How high are the heavens from the earth? If I gave you a rocket ship that could travel at the speed of light and gave you a year to get to your highest point, after you got to your highest point, would there still be more heaven to go? Yeah. And if you did that for a thousand years, would there still be more heaven to go? Yes. You see, because as high as the heaven is from the ground that you stand on, that's how deep and profound his forgiveness and love is. But it's not just that high, it's this wide. It's as far as the east is from the west. If I gave you another rocket ship and I pointed it west and I had you go as long, a hundred years, and it traveled at the speed of, would there still be more west to go? There'd still be more west and there'd still be more east. As far as the east is from the west, as far as the, the ground is from the heavens. Listen to me. This is important because you have to understand that when Jesus went to the cross, there was a beam that was sticking out of the ground from earth unto heaven to remind us about the incredible love that God was doing in that very moment, that there would be forgiveness as far as the earth to the heavens. And then there was a beam that went from west to east. And that beam would represent the incredible sacrifice that Christ did for us as far as the east is from the west, as far as the north is from the south, as far as the heavens are from the earth. That's how far God's forgiveness. If you forget that, then you'll walk around defeated. If you'll forget that, you'll think that when you've blown it, God hates you. You'll forget all of his benefits. Remember God's benefits. Rehearse the gospel. And then finally, look at verses 13 through 18. Relive God's love. Relive God's love. 
As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on him who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. Now, the problem is, is that when you and I hear terms in the Bible, like God is our father, the problem is, is that we make the connection to our earthly father. And when we make the connection to our earthly father, what we find is that we are not thrilled by what we find. I know if my kids think of me, and they think of me, when they think of me, they think of God, oh boy, they have so much more to go in their understanding of who Jesus is. But listen, God is not a bigger version of your earthly father. He's a perfect version of your earthly father. If your father, every decision your father made was perfect, if every intention that your father had was pure, if every single decision and every word that came out of his mouth was to lift you up and strengthen you, then you would understand better who God is. You have to relive God's love. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Don't forget in the dark what God has taught you in the light. So here's what I want you to do. See these three things that we just talked about? In your prayer time, I want you to pray it. I want you to go through this time in prayer with God, reliving, reimagining, re-seeing God's love. I want you to let it soak until, listen to me, until your hairs stand on your arm. Do it until your hairs stand on your arm. Remind yourself every day, just go, God, help me to remember. Even go through this psalm. God, help me to remember your benefits. Help me to rehearse your gospel. Help me to relive your love. Now watch this. If you do that, if you do that during times where things are okay, then when, when heartaches happen, when suffering happens, when difficulty and loss happens, you'll have the ballast you need to get through that time. Not that you won't cry less tears. Not that it will be somehow uh, you won't feel the pain. <clears throat> but what you will experience is that God's strength and his presence with you. Don't turn from that. Now, as the musicians come up, what if you're going through suffering? Like what we talked about with moms and the Ramos family. And What if you're going through suffering? This is still true for you folks. Don't forget. When suffering happens, sometimes we think it's our fault. Beloved, when suffering happens, we assume that God is punishing us. I remember this would be, this is my story. I would think that God is punishing me for something that I had done. Have you ever done this? Like something bad happens to your kids at 30 and you start thinking of the sin that you committed at 13? And you go, oh, God is paying me back for this. Uh, there's a lot of us who think that way. Beloved, that is not it. If you're in Christ, the thing that you did at 13, Christ paid for on the cross, there's no more for you. But you go, I don't understand why this happened. I don't understand why this took place. 
sometimes there are mysteries in life that we don't understand. Not all of them. Not all suffering. Some suffering is very easy to explain. But some suffering, not so easy. When you find yourself in a circumstance where you can't remember or you can't understand why you're suffering, here's what I need you to remember. Even though we don't know why, we at least know why not. It's not because he doesn't love you. It's not because he doesn't draw you to himself. We know that because Christ went on. Christ went to the cross for our sake. And because of that, we know that his love is forever. His love is pure. And his love never dies. So for all of you who are mourning, all of you who are difficult, who are going through difficulty, do not, and those of you who are having a great time of it, please, do not forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. Let's pray. Lord, there's such a, a mixed sense of emotions. I know in this room there's great joy and celebration for the new moms and the excitement that that brings. And then there's loss and pain. Father, would you minister to our hearts right where we're at? Would you help us to grow in gratitude for all the joys that we're experiencing? And would you remind us that you weep with us during the difficult moments of life. Help us, oh God. Help us to not forget in the dark what you taught us in the light. Help us to remember your love, rehearse the gospel, and relive your love. Make that true in our lives, oh God. For we do pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen.